You're listening to Mr. Suave at MrSuave.com. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Grab a mip, map, map, and a brim, bram, broom. Clim, clam, clean up the rim, ram, room. Cause your bim, bam, baby is getting back tonight. It's as wild as the way out world of rock and roll millionaires and go-go girls. You are listening to Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World at MrSuave.com and on ModRadioUK.net. Interrupting all programs. It's a mod. What are you doing here? I'm only doing what I have to do. The answers, 
but at least they're groping for them. Here he is, a man who has done more for the mod scene than the Titanic did for the winter cruise business, Mr. Suave. Indeed, she does have it all going on. Welcome to Modcast number 512. I played that song right there in tribute to my guest who will be joining me shortly. The song, She's Got It All, is by mod supergroup Speakeasy. It's from their second album, 2013's Trouble. When I say supergroup, I really mean it in a lot of ways. They're a supergroup. I'm sure, I, you know, I'm sure you can tell that from that track right there. But they're also super in that they boast players from some of the biggest, greatest mod revival acts to have ever graced an all-nighter or strutted down the King's Road. Uh, folks like Simon Stebbing from Purple Hearts, Mark Legal of The Risk, Buddy Ascot from The Chords, Ian Jones of Long Tall Shorty. Uh, they've done a lot of collaboration with folks like Faye Hallam of Making Time and Mike Evans from The Action. That's a pretty storied group of mod musicians right there. So this is it's one of those cases where I think it's really honest to say supergroup. It's not an overstatement. Speakeasy. Check them out. As always, you can get the full track list for the Modcast over on the Modcast homepage at mrswab.com. Don't be a stranger. Let me know what you think of the show. Requests, complaints, whatever. I just love to hear from listeners. You can hit me up there or uh, find me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. But not TikTok. Never TikTok. As I mentioned, the opener was in honor of my upcoming guest on this modcast, Simone Burke, lead singer for a great power pop band from Boston, Kid Gulliver. If you aren't familiar with Kid Gulliver, then uh, you're, in a, you're in for a treat when you check out their stuff. Uh, their latest album, Kismet, from Red on Red Records. It's a fun listen, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Anyhow, she'll be coming along in just a moment to chat about all sorts of things. Right now, though, I'm going to play one of my favorite Kid Gulliver songs right off that record. Who doesn't want to be a pop star, right?
I dare you both to come down here and entertain. <laughs> we should. Oh, yeah? Do you sing? No. Do you dance? No. Can you get laughs? No. Then what would you do? Just what you're doing. <laughs> Hi, I'm Linda from the Chelsea Curve, and you're listening to Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World at MrSuave.com. All right. Joining me today is Simone Burke from Kid Gulliver, and I'm excited to have her on the show because I've been listening to the band for a couple of years. So welcome, Simone. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. That's a nice intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you deserve it. Um, I've uh, been listening to you guys for a couple of years, and I've uh, just really loved everything that I've heard. I found you probably at the beginning of the pandemic. You know, we were locked down, and all I was doing was listening to music, mm -hmm. and uh, I just got really excited. I've been following you ever since then. Uh, so you guys have been around for a little while, though. This is You're not, you know... A new band, really? Are no, you? no. Um, actually, we've been around for uh, over ten years. I, I, you know, I can't explain the trajectory of a band. Why, <laughs> why it goes really, really slow until it doesn't. I, I um, I feel like I, we were working towards the point that we are now. Um, but there was sort of a perfect storm, and honestly, I have to say, um, as awful as this sounds, the pandemic did work for us in a way. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, we had just released Stuzy's Survived Chemotherapy. And I was really surprised. Um, I had no concept of PR or uh, blogs or anything. <laughs> um, I had a really quick education that continues to go straight up. There's a lot to learn. But um, blog in Europe, um, really loved it and uh, sent it around. Uh, that person, Lindsay Hutton from The Next Big Thing in Scotland, mm -hmm. um, he's become uh, a really good friend since, but he uh, he took a real shine to, to that song and to our band and he sent it around. And not surprisingly, now that I know a little bit more about music in um, Europe, they love uh, these kind of off the wall um, music, uh, um, subject matter that isn't uh, typical. Um, there are stations that wouldn't play Susie Survived Chemotherapy right. because of the just the title. I mean, it's a, it's a story with a happy ending. It's not, nobody dies, but um, it was a little too, uh, something and in europe in europe they love that something whatever that something is that's what they love so that's the dream right that you yes. put out music and and people listen and and it's been sort of we've been on a roll since then uh we started really um spending a lot of time working on video um the recording has always been since we started in 2014, started recording, um, that has been incredibly important to me that the quality of the recording be as good as it can possibly be. It shows. Um, well, thanks. Um, my much beloved friend and producer, Brian Charles, who worked on has worked on everything that we've done, but also stuff that I've done in my solo project. So I've known him for a long time. Uh, he He gets me and he gets us. And so my feeling has always been, 
I didn't want to just sound like a local band. I, I wanted it to be as good as anything really that was out there anywhere. But if people weren't going to like us as a band, if they weren't going to like our music, okay, that's fine. You're, I mean, you're obviously entitled. I didn't want them to not like it because it sounded bad. Right. I wanted them to make a decision about whether well, this isn't my cup of tea. Okay, that's that's fine. Power pop is not for everybody. Um, a three minute, 30 second song is not everybody's taste, but that's fine. I just didn't want anybody to say, God, that video was bad. God, that song is produced so badly. Everything looks bad. Everything sounds bad. Um, the graphics are bad. Everything, you know, <laughs> it, um, it, it, I kind of had this, this vision of Kid Gulliver as, as a thing, as a whole thing. Yeah, a whole um, package. Yes. It, it shows. It's amazing when you find bands that put out stuff. I hear things. I'm like, wow, that's, you know, I'm not a musician myself. I'm a listener. Um, and I like to think musicians need me too. Uh, because <laughs> I, but I listen and you, it's surprising. It's like, why would you have rec recorded that if it sounds so bad? Uh, but your, your package, Kid Gulliver is the whole thing. You're that something that they like in Europe is the something that I like, which I think is your, um, I guess, you know, being wanting to be totally professional and trying to put out the perfect recording and doing the best job. And it shows the songs are tight. You guys sound good. Your voice mixing with the uh, the music. I don't know. There was something about it. Last year, you did that cover of the Bee Gees. Mm -hmm. um, I started a joke and yeah. I loved that. I thought your vocals on that were really great. That um, is a challenging song to sing. Really? Um, well, sure. Look who who was singing yeah. it. Um, <laughs> their voices are much higher than mine, and I'm I've got a high voice, but nothing like the yeah, the right. Bee Gees. So, um, doing that song live, especially, like I know I don't, <laughs> I don't have too many chances to make this sound good. Right. You know, you're always hopeful. Am I going to be able to do it? Because you just never know what's what's going to happen but uh that that song really struck a chord with people uh it's it's really uh Rodney Bingenheimer really loved that song <laughs> um it's it, good it, taste it, yeah well it's just a fun you know it's funny you never know um what is going to strike somebody's fancy and um I think it's a great song of course I do and it's great when they do it and we do it in an entirely different way which is what we try to do with covers in general uh, but, um, I didn't know that people were going to really dig it as much as they do. And, um, I, I'm ashamed to say, I didn't even know that song before we, we before we covered it. Well, you know, it's great to discover something new to you. Right. Yes. And, uh, and then get to work with it a little bit, but like I was saying, your total package, you talked about doing videos. I love your videos, your latest video, uh, You'll Never Know. That's a great video. I enjoy a lot. I love the song. I didn't realize until recently that's a, an older song of yours. It is. Yeah. Um, how did you come about to do that video with the, the VR headsets? <laughs> All right. So in, uh, in general, um, I come up with the video concepts um, I'm not a director, but there are times that I do some direction. I, I worked with Roger Metcalf, who is a video director um, on this video and also on the I Started a Joke video and also on Stupid Little Girl video. I, we, we've worked on several videos together. On the other two, I had the concept. But when it came time to do this one, 
we met for coffee and I said, I got to tell you, I'm burnt. I don't have a single creative idea in my head right now. Um, my father had died and we were working on new music. I was juggling a, a hundred thousand things at the same time, booking shows and, you know, the, the stuff of being in a band. Right. And, um, I just said to him, I'm, I'm burnt out. I don't have a single idea. And he said, okay, I, I, I have an idea. And I said, okay, well, we'll show up and you do your idea. And, <laughs> and I have never, I've never done that, especially in the realm of video before. Uh, but I honestly, it was just one of those moments that I was, I just was like, I can't think, I can't think, period. And um, we had a great time filming that video. That was super, super fun. It was the first video that we did with our new drummer and bass player. So that was fun in its own way. Right. Uh, and then um, uh, some other Red on Red friends who came to dance uh, in the video on, you know, ended up on pedestals and whatnot, dancing <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Um, it looked like you're having fun. Yeah, we, we did have, we had a lot of fun. And, and because I was working with a team that I had worked with before, it was not a stressful situation for me. What was stressful was that the deadline, we were doing a show that we were going to debut that video at the show. And I didn't see the finished video until Saturday morning and the show was Saturday <laughs> night. So I was uh, uh, kind of a mess for for the week really had to put my trust in him um and and it turned out great i mean it i i would never have thought of that so it's great to let somebody else come up with it come up with it yeah what um, were you watching in these uh vr headsets while you guys are playing oh nothing because nothing? i could okay. barely <laughs> know i i could i got so disoriented wearing those headsets and, and i I don't know. I don't have a very small head. I have a big head, but th they wouldn't stay on my head. And I felt like the, the walls were closing in. And, uh, and so we weren't watching anything. That's funny. Well, I got a headset for Christmas for my wife. Uh -huh. I went out on a limb and I thought, I'm just going to do this and see. And she loved it. And I tried it. And it's pretty amazing when you see the virtual reality, you know, like you're walking through a forest somewhere and it really seems like it. Uh, I know some people do get disoriented by them, but you guys, it looked so cool. <laughs> and I thought, man, what are they watching in yeah, there? Well, because they're playing watching. and you're dancing and you're singing. And it's the um, alternate reality in which we're on stage with thousands of fans and people are dancing on pedestals, you know, like <laughs> um, the, the world in which Kid Gulliver rules all, um, which I hope you know, is, is actually coming and isn't going to be VR forever, but right. uh, it was a, it was a super fun video shoot. I would say the most fun just from, to be honest, the fun perspective was the stupid little girl video. That video was, we laughed all day long. It, it was so ridiculous. Uh, it was not serious at all. I, Fortunately for me, I feel no embarrassment ever. So doing that video was not uncomfortable for me. You know? I haven't seen the video. I know oh, the song. Goodness. Yes. Um, and it's it's an it's an interesting song. <laughs> <laughs> well, the video is actually very much what the song is about. So okay. Um, it, that, if that if that gives you an idea, um, it it was just hilariously funny 
Well, I will post it on the uh, Modcast homepage at mrsuave.com, okay. and people can check it out there. And I'm going to, as soon as we're done now, of course, first thing I have to do is go watch this video. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted to find out a little bit about what has inspired you you know, with your music. And so I asked you as we were getting ready for this to come up with uh, a few songs that inspired you or um, got you started on your journey. And I'm going to go ahead and we'll play those right now and come back in just a minute and we can talk about them in a second. How's that? Sounds great. All right. I'm with uh, Simone Burke from Kid Gulliver and we're going to hear a few of the songs that she really likes.
maybe someday when now you're gone. When I do is I please, I'm no different to me. Am I crazy or have good luck? You're the top of the town, so you say. Uh -oh. I don't know why you're so glad. just heard a few songs that uh, I guess might be properly called favorites of Simone. Are those some of your favorite songs, right? They are. Uh, and so I, I chose some songs that are all in the power pop vein. I, I love them. Um, I love a, a short song. Um, maybe it's just my short attention span, but I feel like uh, a, a short song with a lot of punch is ideal for me. I also feel that way about a, a set. A short set with a lot of punch is better than a long set with a lot of pauses. Personally, I prefer 35 minute sets. Um, I would rather leave people wanting more than um, looking at their watch. That's just me. But right. I love power pop as a genre and am so in awe of that kind of writing. And it, I, I don't know if you know this, but David, who is the guitar player in our band is the songwriter. Um, in Kid Gulliver, I'm I'm the uh, I'm the Mariah in this okay. band, but he uh, he's the songwriter and he he does all the music stuff. I have my own project, but it's you know mopier and um, you know more melancholy, which is really the, my natural state. But uh, he he has always been a fan of power pop, and I think he's been writing songs for years and years and years. And I think what happened was he was writing these really uh, deep and meaningful songs to him and he would go play them at the bar. And of course, nobody would listen because who cares? Right. And then he said, well, I'm just going to write something really stupid. And people loved it. 
So he was like, he, I think he wrote, I like your hair. And people were like, oh, <laughs> we love this song. Or he wrote Susie and people were like, oh, Susie, is she okay? You know, and, and, and he was like, I don't know why I'm spending <laughs> all this time writing these things that nobody is listening to when I can write these three minute songs. Um, but he really un undervalues his writing. He has he is a great writer of lyrics, but also his hooks are just yes, yes. The songs are full of that. Um, people like a good story. Uh, they like the the lyrics, yes. of course. But there's a musical story too, and when they fit together so perfectly, it's kind of magical. And you've got a number of those songs. He tells a great story. I mean, that's what often power pop is, right? It's uh, stories about I, yeah. love and relationships and cars yeah, right, and silly right. things and sometimes, He's got right? a lot of those too. We haven't gotten to the car songs yet, but I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> uh, it, I, I think it be, it's easy to understand why people would think that I have written those songs um, because that they they yeah. are so suited to my voice in in it in, in their way that it sounds like it must have come from me but it's just one of those weird this chemistry thing yes. that he wrote something that he was convinced that I could sing even when I wasn't um I thought this is this music is not for me because I, as I said I was doing more shoegazy mopey stuff that he and he was in my band called Sugar Snow he was in my band and um that sort of reached its natural end. And he's like, you really need to sing my songs. I, <laughs> you have, you have so much attitude in life, but not when you sing. And I was like, well, you know, when I sing, that's really, I feel like that's more of the real me in a way. And he said, yeah, but this is also the real you. Well, you so, know how to deliver his songs. Uh, and it took a long it's a, time. It's a performance, though. right? It is. It is. And, and it took a long, long time because the first shows were freaking awful. Um, I I will never pretend that they were good. Uh, they were not. I was not good for a long time. And Practice um, makes perfect. Well, it, I, that I'm sure that has a lot to do with the trajectory of our band because I was just so bad and self-conscious at the beginning. But uh, I think... You get older. I have gotten older. I, I care much less what people think about me, and and I'm more comfortable in my own skin. And we have these great songs. I believe in this band, so you know yeah. I put my my whole heart into it. And and it seemed like once we started recording, we we hit our stride. I think being in the studio was really where it started. But to get to the studio, to get to the, those three minute songs were songs like Crash by the Primitives. Right. One of David's favorite songs of all time is Crash by the Primitives. And when you listen to it, and if you if you look at it on a piece of paper, it's not complicated. It's not a complicated song at all. And that is part of what makes it so great. They mm -hmm. use the same chords that many other songs use. Simple, simple, but but yeah. they just captured something with that yeah. song, and, and it's timeless. It still oh, sounds it like you know contemporary, actually. Yeah, and um, and that's the hope. I mean, I think that power pop actually does do that more than many genres. That you can hear that 
you know, 10 years after, well, for instance, You'll Never Know was was recorded in 2014. Um, I think it sounds like, and people do think that we just recorded it. Yeah. Right. Um, Especially with so, the new video, you know, it yeah. seems like this must be uh, <laughs> new. And it sounds totally today and like mm -hmm. the music that you're doing right now that the newer songs maybe are in the same vein, of course. I know she chose three songs with female singers or groups, yeah. right? Uh, right? Crash by the Primitives yeah. and Sad Tomorrow by them. Ugh. Oh, Kim Shattuck. I mean, she yeah. inspires me still, uh, always. Um, yeah. Yeah. Talking then, about unapologetic. Um, she was exactly who she was. She believed 100% in what she was doing rightfully. Right. Um, she had a band that understood her and believed that she knew what she was doing and they put their trust in her and she did know. And yeah, she, I mean, yeah. she doesn't have any bad songs. Yeah. They had real chemistry. Uh, oh, I, oh, that was a gut punch when she passed away. And I was yes. reading about after the fact that that last album from like 2019, no holiday, she recorded part of it from bed. She was yeah. in bed. She couldn't get out. And I thought, wow, how, you know, dedicated is that at the last second there, she's still doing what she loves. And um, it was probably one of the things that was keeping her going as well. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Right. You know, that, that was her music was her life. That's what she did. Um, it's not the only thing she was obviously, but that is what she did. And um, I am sure that she was in the middle of something and had to finish it. Right. You know, and, and she wasn't going to leave it undone. If she, if she could finish it, she was going to finish it. Um, she, it, it is a tragic loss and um, a really horrible illness. Yes. Disease. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's especially horrible uh, way for a musician to die, unfortunately, but sad tomorrow was the first muff song that I ever heard. Oh yeah, what a great song and great video. And, yes, well, she she I still want to do that video myself. <laughs> I, I can't figure out a way to do that video without people saying, "Well, this is the sad tomorrow video." We know yeah. that tomorrow video, but um, I love that video and its simplicity and it's perfect and and everything. But the song itself mm -hmm. is perfect, and her voice. What I love about her voice is that she doesn't have a vibrato in her voice at all. Her voice is very um, out there, right mm -hmm. out there, which is also the way I sing. And the, and the singers that I like the most are uh, no vibrato straight out there, which is a lot of, a lot harder as so, of a way to sing, because if you hit a bum note, everybody knows it. You can yeah. hear it. She just never does. And it is like a, a gift listening to her songs, listening to her sing. It just, Voices like I, that are very honest. Uh, agreed. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's probably why I, I sort of gravitate towards uh, those voices most specifically, but her, she is, she is exceptional. I mean, there's just, there's just no two ways about it. She's exceptional. So, and, and then the I other did, one. <laughs> yeah. A slightly different voice yeah. and, and a more upbeat moment yeah. here. Uh, Buttercup, I'm a Supergirl by Shona Knife. I was not familiar with this song, so thank you. Uh, oh, it's, it's new so to me, and it's great. 
it's from a, just a couple of years ago and they've been around since like the early eighties. Yep. And I've never been a huge fan of theirs. Um, I've heard them on and off over the years, but I don't know a lot. And after hearing that, I thought, man, I'm late to this party and I need to uh, go back and uh, lucky me, it's going to be all new to me. A lot of it. Right. So, right. Uh, but that's a great song. I, I love it. I always think if I, I, <laughs> Of course, that's like the 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 fantasy, right? Is to be the the superhero, um, especially you know, Powerpuff Girls, um, knocking people in the nose and all that. But I always thought, if I were a professional wrestler, I would want that to be my entrance music. That's the way <laughs> I think of that song. That it's so here I am. Um, I'm uh, you know strong and invincible, and I'm woman, you know. And yeah. I just I just love it. It puts me in a great mood. Um, if that's one of the songs that I go to, if I'm, um, having a bad day, it's a, it's a picker upper for sure. It's hard to listen to Shonen Knife and not smile. Right. Um, I saw them some years back with, um, Marky Ramon. They did a show <laughs> together and they were phenomenal. I mean, so good. I think I had my mouth hanging open through the, the whole show. They were just great. So I'm glad you're going to start visiting the world of Shonen Knife, you will not be sorry. <laughs> We're going to visit a few songs a little bit more recent, I think. And uh, I asked you what you're listening to right now, what was in heavy rotation at Simone's house, and you came up with these three. So let's take a listen, and we'll talk about those too. <laughs> Yeah. 
thought I'd at least get to have some crazy European sex. Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World, the web's longest-running modcast, online at mrsuave.com and on modradiouk.net. All right, those are a few of the songs that you're listening to right now. Uh, they are, well, they're fantastic. They all fit together. The Luckiest Man in the World by Speed Fossil. That's a great tune. It is uh, so uh, catchy. I I love Garrett's songwriting. Um, he's a friend as well. We're both on the label, but um, also is a friend. Uh, he is one of the most detail-oriented musicians that I know. And if you listen to his songs, then you kind of get that because there are so many parts and layers and um, so much thought has gone into everything that he does. And, and th- those things are great. But what's great about this song is it's just so catchy. It is, it's so good. It's such a love song. And love songs are super hard to write. Uh, they, without sounding really trite or creepy or, um, well, it's <laughs> A lot true. of traps to fall into with love yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, sappy it's, or. It's much easier to write a, a song about being unhappy than it is to writing a song about being happy. It just is. Um, there's more drama in being unhappy than there is about being happy. And, you know, in general, people are like, I don't care if you're happy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not happy. So who cares if you're happy? Um, Garrett just hit it with this song. And I was fortunate enough to get a test pressing of the vinyl um, from him. And God, when I heard it on vinyl, I was like, damn it, this is so, so, so good. Uh, I'm very proud to to know him and um, to you know, be on the label with him, to have played shows and hopefully in the future play shows with him. Very proud to call him my friend. But that, I mean, that song, it's just a, it's just a fantastic song. Before that was uh, Pure and Easy by The Neighborhoods. Yes. Another one that I wasn't familiar with. Now, do you know the neighborhoods? I don't. Okay, so th- this is a lesson in Boston yes. rock history. Um, the neighborhoods are everything, basically. In this town, they were the kings of the scene, and rightfully so. David Minahan, uh, who is the writer and lead singer um, in the neighborhoods, is no longer doing uh, neighborhoods music, but he owns a recording studio called Woolly Mammoth, where a lot of people uh, record, Justine and the Unclean records there. Um, a lot of, uh, it, it's been around for a long time and a lot of people uh, record there. So he's, you know, an amazing producer as well, but um, he was legendary as a live performer. If you ever saw him perform live back in the day, but even into the early aughts, it, you can't even, describe how mesmerizing he he was on stage i have had the pleasure of meeting him chatting with him uh, we're, we're friends and uh he has a very mild-mannered uh very kind loves his grandchildren uh loves his job kind of guy who is an entirely different person on stage 
and uh, he he I, I he could sell me any song. It wouldn't it wouldn't matter to me live. He could just he could play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and I'd be like, I love that song because <laughs> he did it. He's amazing, and I highly recommend going back and listening to his stuff. But I also recommend watching live footage of their shows. Um, Lee Harrington, who was the bass player in that band, uh, played bass on a bunch of Kid Gulliver recordings and. Um, he's he does his own music. He has some music with Linda Mandolin that they've put out. Yes, this scene is a little bit small, so you know we kind of all get to know each other here. But um, it, they, they're exceptional, and that song is so good. It's like a put the top down on your convertible <laughs> and drive kind of song, and I just I just love it. It, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it was recorded. I don't even know when it was recorded because it feels so current to me. It's just fantastic. And and I, in some ways I envy you because you're going to hear the neighborhoods really for the first time now. Right. And uh, there's so, I wish I could hear them for the first time in a way. I'm and looking then, forward to it because uh, that was a great song. I enjoyed it. And uh, now I'm like, okay, I've heard the name probably in the past, but I didn't really know much about them and just had not popped up in my wheelhouse i guess for some reason should i think he they they were well known in their own right but david went on to play with uh, the replacements um he toured playing guitar and singing with the replacements so i think that that introduced another generation of people to his stuff yeah we'll get back to the the scene in a second because i have a question about that but i wanted to ask about carousel tell me a little Mm. bit about that song carousel is one of the first songs that David ever sent me. And I think he did that because it sort of, you know, fit in with my own melancholic tendencies. Um, it, it was a demo when he sent it to me and the lyrics of that song are just so powerful to me and it's so beautiful. And I remember when we recorded it, it had, it has lots of layers. It's very lush. It's, it has, that's a good word for it. Yeah, it, it's got it's got a lot going on in a good way. And I remember looking at him in the studio and he was actually crying because it was the way he heard it in his head. Nice. And it, it's something that doesn't happen a lot in life that you imagine something and that's the way it is now because that's the way it is now. It's out in the world. That's the way it is. And I am so moved by that song still. One, it's one of my very favorite songs to play live and one of my favorite songs to sing live. And that song has really struck a chord with people. That song and Boy in a Bubble, mm-hmm. um, really uh, th- those kind of sad and mopey people like me uh, really enjoy those two songs. The, the uh, people who are not so sad and mopey like Susie survived chemotherapy. So, you know, <laughs> it takes all kinds. Yeah. Um, but um, it's one of my favorite songs to play as well. Um, it's, it's, so it's it's just, it's a great, it's a great song. And it is a song that um, I think shows the depth of David's songwriting. It's not just, you know, the, the silly three minute pop song, which is nothing wrong with that. But this is, I think, a, a step beyond that. Yeah, It's still poppy, but there's a lot more happening. Right, right. Is it on the Kismet album, your Kismet album? It is. And uh Kismet, so what Kismet actually is, is an EP that we did called Gimme Some Go, which had four songs on it. 
And then it's sort of a, almost a greatest hits record, the greatest hits record for a band that people don't know. Let's put it that way. Um, so we went back and picked songs that we liked, although we left I Like Your Hair off there and I don't know how that happened, but we added a bunch of songs and it goes in chronological order backwards. Okay. So oh, the yeah. earliest song is at the end. Okay. It's and, a great album. Um, yeah, and thank you. I, your songs come up while I'm listening and you don't always, these days when you're listening, especially, you know, from your iPhone or whatever, you don't always know if, what album something is from, right. uh, which is why I was asking, but uh, that's a great album and people should rush out and get it if they haven't already. It's in heavy rotation here. Oh, great. Often. I agree. Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you were mentioning the scene in Boston, hmm. uh, and I suppose it's all over New England, right? Do you live in Boston? I actually split my time between uh, Boston and Vermont. Um, okay. So I spent the entire pandemic up here in Vermont. That's where I am right now. I mean, and these are opposite worlds. I mean, I live in the city. And then up here, I live in the woods. <laughs> I can't see anybody. There are no neighbors to see. Uh, I mean, they're close, but they're not visible. Um, we, we're pretty isolated. It's perfect, really. Uh, really is good for creativity and for the wrestling nice. of the um, pinball machine brain that I have when things are always, you know, going. Yes, in the city, um, I would say the last few years, especially the scene um, has changed because I think people have just sort of gotten older and with the pandemic, right. they're just so thankful to be out. And it's not, you know, people are not resentful of other people's success in, in the way that they have been in the past. Um, people are supportive. They nice. go to shows. Um, yeah, it, it's, I think what happened is that um, before the pandemic, uh, I messaged a bunch of women Justine and Linda Pardee from Chelsea Curve, Linda Mandolin, uh, Linnea Herzog, uh, so just a bunch of women from town. And it was really this very uh, like cheating way of trying to book shows. Basically, if you guys are booking shows and you're looking for a band, just let me know and I will do the same. And it started this sort of group thread that turned into a traveling tour of all these bands. And it was called, we called it Whistle Stop Rock. And so we had multiple shows scheduled for all of the spring and into the and the summer um, to tour. We did two shows before the pandemic happened. Um, yeah, it, it was. I think we canceled eight shows, I want to oh, say. Um, but it was literally like the entire group of bands was going from place to place and playing the whole, you know, the whole thing. It was great. And a lot of those bands are now Red on Red Records bands. So Justine uh, Kovalt, who started Red on Red Records, mm -hmm. was one of the people that I contacted for Justine and the Unclean saying, let's do a show. And during the pandemic, she said, you know what? I'm going to start this label and please come be on it. And I was like, okay, you don't have to ask me twice. And then other bands fr from that group also joined and that's kind of how we got together. So it was, so it's like a scene that we made, but inadvertently uh, in which we're all like genuinely excited for each other. And, and we really do go to each other's shows. I mean, I, I get that on you know social media, you're presenting this 
you know, you're presenting your best face, obviously, because people don't want to hear about your misery. And, and that's the truth. They just, I mean, and, and nor should they, I mean, everybody's got stuff in their life. You don't have to necessarily broadcast it, but it can look like, oh, things look so perfect over there. Everybody's so happy for each other. Sadly, we really are that way. We are really happy for each other. We do go to each other's shows. We do wear each other's stuff. <laughs> we do repost each other's things. We, you know, it, it is actually quite sincere. And I feel incredibly lucky. Um, but I do also yeah. think that it's a renaissance of middle-aged women. We, we're past the point of raising young children. Uh, we have time and the energy and the drive to do really, really good shit. And that's what we're doing. Um, so much good stuff coming out from people who are supposed to be invisible at this age. Good, lucky for us. I mean, that's uh, good to hear that there's gonna be more music coming. Lots. Um, as you were growing up and getting into music, did you ever go through a, a mod phase? This is a mod show, I'm an old mod guy. I always ask people if they had a mod phase. <laughs> um, okay, so I grew up in, in the suburbs of Cleveland. And uh, the short answer is no, um, because I was forced to listen to um, classic rock and uh, stadium rock, I guess you would call it stadium rock, like Journey yeah. and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So when I actually started listening to music outside of that arena, I found college radio. So it wasn't like I listened to the jam because you have to listen to the jam. If you listen to college radio, it's on there. It, 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 right. You know, that was pretty current at that point, but it was what they call the new romantics time in, in England, the um, new wave, as we call it here, um, that changed my life. New wave music saved me for sure. Uh, when I heard squeeze for the first time. Oh yeah. I couldn't believe what I was hearing when I heard XTC, when I heard Duran Duran, when I heard and all of those bands that I still have records of and I still right. listen to. Um, so mod became um, something that I understood more about later. It was England yeah. that, you know, the UK that I really found that power pop vibe. Place. Yeah. yeah. Th that you could, you could find uh, only on college radio in Cleveland, for sure. And the thrill for me is that that state, the station that I used to listen to plays my music now, which oh, is nice. Yeah, it's the, which is just it tickles me, um, kind of makes me cry, too. It's kind of really nice. And I, I'm so thankful for college radio still you know, here in Boston, there's a lot of it and they really do embrace us and independent radio, not just college. But that is what saved me. And then there was MTV. Yeah. Right. MTV so changed our generation. For it sure. sure did. But then I was listening to bands on college radio that I, that I then saw on MTV. It gave me a bigger sense of how much presentation matters. Right. I, I don't buy it when people say without their looks, Duran Duran wouldn't have been a big band. They were an excellent band and still are. Um, Depeche Mode, excellent band and still are. But they, at that time, also had that something yeah. and um i yeah that changed a lot for me that i i paid attention to that a lot more than i was aware not just what people were wearing but the way that they made their videos and the the way that they were when they were being interviewed and um whether they were a character or a real person 
now that doesn't matter so much, you know, be what you want yeah. here. But then as a, as a high school kid living in the suburbs, I was just mesmerized, absolutely mesmerized. Um, it, it, it did, it's like sincerely, it changed my life for sure. I grew up in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And so I was very lucky. We had K-Rock right. and Rodney on the Rock Rodney. on Sunday nights. I mean, that was like college radio, uh, you know, at turned up to 11. Kinda. Right. And we, there was college radio there as well. You were in Cleveland right. and you said you were forced to listen to Journey and Arena Rock stuff. Yes. yes. <laughs> so now you're not forced to listen to anything you don't want to, but right. is there, a, let's talk a guilty pleasure or is there something that fans of Kid Gulliver would be shocked or surprised that you listen to? Well, I don't feel, I, I don't believe in feeling guilty about Good. music. Um, gu- guilty. I mean, I actually don't believe in feeling guilty about much of anything. I, I think that, you know, you, you only live once and uh, maybe something isn't the best choice, but feeling guilty is a whole other thing. Um, that's a whole thing involving your parents. And I, that's you a know, whole other <laughs> podcast. Like, exactly. That's a different podcast. I, um, you know, I have from that era, for sure, I have stuff that I listen to regularly, like um, Heaven 17's Penthouse and Pavement is one of my favorite records. Um, ABC's oh. Lexicon of Love is, is that was one, it's truly one of the most influential records in my Lexicon life. And then Lexicon of Love 2 came later. Have you listened to that? I haven't. You should check that out. A few years oh, ago, uh, they got back to together essentially and and it, and it picks up right where the first one left off it's beautiful yeah that that record has no weak spots yeah it, that is a, a something that you can listen to from start to finish you don't have to stop you shouldn't stop in fact it's a story from start right. to finish um i just love it but what i also do listen to is now i listen to led zeppelin um i, I <laughs> you know now i came to that stuff much later i'm I love Led Zeppelin. It's not the first thing that I would choose, but Led Zeppelin is definitely, I have a lot of Led Zeppelin records, you know? I, um, I, I like all kinds of music now. If I'm trying to get motivated to write songs, there are certain bands that I will always listen to. Death Cab for Cutie, I will always listen to. He just inspires me in a lot of ways. Um, his voice is also unadorned mm-hmm. and um, honest, as you said. Um, I listen to the muffs when I want to get motivated. Uh, um, I, I uh, will listen to um, the muffs station on, on Pandora, which has Dressy Bessie on it and oh, um, right. all these fantastic bands, the breeders. And those, they always motivate me, obviously. How could they not? But um, I just, I love music. I feel so fortunate. And also I love to hear what my, my friends are doing, mm-hmm. my friends here and also the friends I've made abroad, um, listening to their music. And it's one of the joys of doing music now in the age of the internet is you can make friends across the world yeah. and get to know people who are putting out amazing music and, um, world is much smaller now. It, it, it is. But yes, but it's both bigger and smaller. I yeah. think that the amount of music that comes out is, is beyond comprehension. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you have a chance of getting heard where you didn't before. It just takes a long time. It's not going to happen in one day. And it's a whole process 
it's not this innocent, like some producer wanders into a club and sees you play. That doesn't happen anymore. If, 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 it, if it did happen, it used to happen, but it doesn't happen now. And um, you, and those labels don't really exist anyway. Um, yeah. To be honest, nobody's going to give anybody a development deal. That's not a thing anymore. Um, <laughs> but um, small labels give you the opportunity to get heard and um, gives you a network. And that is really what it's all about. But it's more than that. It's, it's about having fun. It's about making friends. It's about having adventures. It's about putting out great stuff that you're proud of. Are you it's- speaking of adventures and putting stuff mm-hmm. out? I want to make sure to mention, you said you have a new single coming out. We do. In a couple of we weeks, have- right? Yes, yes. So we have a new single coming out on um, May 12th. It is called Nothing But Trouble. Uh, we um really excited to share this one. Um, it is coming out right before uh, our last local show. We're playing in Providence um, right before we go to Spain. We're doing a tour in Spain. Uh, this is a dream come true. That's an adventure. Oh, well, it sure is. And um, I can't believe it's happening. It's just something that I talked about uh, if I can be maudlin for a minute, when, when my father was in the hospital before he died, um, he and I traveled together a lot. And um, I said to him, you got to get out of the hospital because and I don't even know why I said this. We're going to Europe next year. So you need to come. He said, okay, but make sure that you go. And he died very soon after that. And I feel like and obviously he knew that he wasn't going to be able to go, but I feel like when we get there and we, you know, we drink some sangria in his honor, it, it will be like he was there. Spain was his favorite place in the world. Oh, nice. So th- that that's one of the reasons that I decided I want to go there. But um, also we have, a, we have a following in Spain. Great. Which is nuts. <laughs> um, it, it, it's nuts. See how uh, small the world is now. I'm right? telling you, they, they love their power pop there. Yeah, uh, they do. They love power pop there. But we fully half of our Spotify streams are in Spain. Wow. And that is, yeah. Hey, that's great. It is. It's it's just crazy. It, and it's a larger number of people than the U.S. people. But it, it you know, they count U.S. as a whole, Spain as a whole. So it's fewer cities but um yeah the fact that we're going to go there and there will be an audience for us is oh my gosh that's just mind-boggling you'll have a lot of fun i sure i mean even if all the shows fell through or um we couldn't play for some reason um we'd still be in spain so yeah yeah (laughs) nothing wrong with that right no no i can't complain it's after the last couple of years it's nice to be able to to get back on the road, so to speak. Well, we've never done it before. We went to New York. We've played in New York, um, but we um, and you know in in Maine and and in Providence, you know, and, and around. But right. we have ever undertaken anything this large, and um, and I planned this whole tour, so uh, that has um, stretched my um, my organizational <laughs> skills to an abnormal <laughs> level for me. Uh, uh, but I've made contacts there and everything is ready to go. So great. we're, yep. We're doing three shows. I can't, I just can't, I can't wait. I can't believe it's happening. We have two shows between now and then. Um, right. As well. Get tuned up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're really excited about both of those shows. And I have to say that um, 
the show that we're doing in Providence is a matinee at a club called Dusk, which is one of my favorite places to play. And we're doing that show with Mini Beast and with Night Spell. Night Spell is on the Red on Red label. And that's uh, Shauna Carmody from Swirlies and Joyce from Scarce. That's their band. And then uh, Mini Beast is Peter Prescott from Mission of Burma and Volcano Sons. That's his band. So I'm really excited to do that show with them. Um, it's been a joy to actually just play on this show with them. They're just lovely people. Um, when is that? So that is on May 15th, Sunday, May 15th. And we leave on the 18th. Wow. So, All right. Yeah. So if people are in Providence, she said. Yeah, and Providence, <laughs> just for people who don't who don't live in New England and have no concept of how small it is, um, I was shocked when I moved here from Ohio that you could go to all the states in one day. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. um, Providence is forty five minutes from Boston, so while it's out of town theoretically, it's an easy drive. It's a straight line, right. pretty much, um, and it's a Sunday afternoon, and there will be empanadas available for sale because I like I like people to have the option of food um, and uh, it's going to be a super fun show I think um, music starts at 4 4 p.m and uh, yeah that that's a, a fun way to spend a Sunday afternoon and and then off we go a few days later and it's just before that when does the single come out when will it be yeah, available on the 12th that's the Thursday before okay and I'll put a link up to your bandcamp page is that the right. best place to direct people? Yes, um, you can direct them to my Bandcamp page and also Red on Red Records okay. Bandcamp page. We'll be there as well as all the other bands, and I recommend them. Um, I know that you are a fan of the Chelsea Curve, as am I. Yeah. Um, we have done many shows with them and um, and have shows coming up with them that are still a secret, so we can't really talk oh, about okay. it yet. But we do. We will be playing shows with them. For anybody who's listening, you can get excited about that. But in Seattle, um, <laughs> uh, I wish one day. Yeah, one that, day. That's we'll what be, Linda we'll... said too. One day she wants to come out here and um, play with uh, Vic and Vic. Star Collector, who are in Vancouver. Right. Um, I've never seen them play live, uh, but I would love to. It'd be great, right? Have a have a festival out here in the Northwest sometime, and definitely would love to do that. And I definitely want to go. My dream right now. I would love to go down to San Francisco and dream of playing a show with the Rubenus. Uh, that would be the most fantastic experience ever. I would fly to do a show with them. Just that's the only reason, just to fly there and do a show with them in San Francisco. Um, I, I'll see if I can actually make that happen. We'll see. There are bands around the country that I would like to do shows with or people that I'd like to play shows with. Um, they're not near each other, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, but I will eventually. Your band bucket list. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Good thing um, to have. Yes. I want to go play with B.B. Galini in St. Paul. and Best band um, name ever. Yeah. Well, Bibi you know Galini. who she is, yes. don't you? <laughs> From the brain. Well, not everybody does. Uh, yeah. I, when I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh. And then I had thought that's from the Brady Bunch. Right. And I, you know, probably saw the program it was on 20,000 yep. times as a kid but right <laughs> but just bb galini yeah people don't yes. know who it is it's funny yeah I, that's that's really something lacking in their childhood <laughs> if they don't know who that is <laughs> but eventually we will be able to do some touring and uh more touring domestically um but i'm hoping in 2023 as well as going back to spain if they will have us um i would like to go to scandinavia 
that's the goal. Um, and uh, I want to play a show with the yum yums there. And with stupidity, our label mates who are in Stockholm. And I, now I've just put it out into the universe. So now it's I have real to thing, right? make it's... it manifest, as they say. But um, I, I, this is the time for us to do it. This is it. Um, who knows when the if the world is going to shut down again? So you gotta gotta jump on right. it while you can, and while no we're no time still, to waste. I agree. Yeah, we're all still standing, so that's the, you know the, the time to do it. That's great. You know, I want to really thank is. you for taking the time. Uh, Thank you and, for having me. Uh, doing this, it's been fun to talk about the music, your music. Uh, Simone Burke from Kid Gulliver, go get the album Kismet. I will put links at mrswab.com on the Modcast homepage uh, to the Bandcamp for you guys and for Red on Red Records. And look for the new single coming soon. And if you're in Providence, <laughs> or yeah, maybe we're Spain playing, too, right? Yes, we're, we're right. If you're in Lowell, Mass, we're playing on the 9th. If you're in Providence, we're playing on the 15th. And then if you're in Altura, uh, Valencia, or Madrid, um, later in the month, you can you can come see us there. That, <laughs> well, I would love is. to do that, but uh, yes, great. It's probably not going to happen this time around. But not this time. Again, we'll, you know, maybe we'll plan it in advance next time. All right. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. One more big thank you to Simone of Kid Gulliver. You can head over to the Modcast homepage at mrswab.com. Check out some of the videos of theirs for their songs. They make great videos. They really complement the music. This is all good stuff. You'll want to get a look at that. Also, I've got a link to their Bandcamp page where you can get their album right now. And in a couple of weeks, you'll be able to get their brand new single, Nothing But Trouble. Until then, I'm going to leave you with one more Kid Gulliver track. This is Gimme Some Go. I'm Mr. Suave. Thanks for listening.